Yeah, yeah, there I go. There it is. This uh-huh. is something special. What's up, everybody out there in podcast land? Greetings. It's the Drew and Dan Show. So good to be back. We are back at it again with another podcast. You thought we were done. You thought we were done, but bad news, haters. Bad we're news, back. haters. That's a hashtag. Bad news, haters. Hashtag bad news, haters. Bad news, rival pod haters. Yep. People out yep, there. Everyone. We are back. The Bachelorette ended. The NBA season ended. You thought we were done, but we just rose again like a phoenix yeah. from the ashes. We recouped. <laughs> I got I got some alone time. Drew had a kid. We'll update you in a second. Yeah, but uh, as always, this podcast is brought to you by the Breakfast Burrito at Expatriate. Also, a shout out to our friend Eric. Yeah, Eric, uh, we know you listen to the pod. Our favorite, uh, uh, one of many favorite employees at Expatriate. Moving yeah. on. To the beautiful mountain town of Sisters, Oregon. Bigger Eric, we'll miss you. Things. We'll miss you, Eric. Um, uh, next time we eat, eat a breakfast burrito, it'll be in honor of you. I'm actually going to buy him one, and we'll leave it uneaten. <laughs> uh, this podcast is also brought to you by the movement that's sweeping the nation, which is hashtag justice for Barb. We'll get to it in a second. <laughs> justice for Barb for those of you watching Stranger Things which is just about everyone in America, I believe. Yeah. We were a little bit late on that bandwagon. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Everyone, well, everyone said watch it. That's kind yeah. of a couple of the things that we've been up to lately. Yeah, we wanted to hop in. Before we get too deep in NBA, we know some of you just miss hearing our voices, yeah. so you'll you'll tune in and tune out, but this is for you people. We yeah. want to do wonder, a little pop culture recap really quick. Drew and I have each been... Uh, We've been really into a show, each of us one show the last couple of weeks. So, uh, Drew, what yeah. have you been into? What have I, you been watching? Uh, also, I, I, also, Drew had a kid. Yeah. This is huge news. You're a dad, which yeah. is mainly the reason we haven't done this spot. Most people know that because they follow me on, on Twitter and Instagram at Drew Martin. No, they That's probably, D-R-U-M-A-R-T-R-N. you don't have a lot of followers. So they probably missed mo- it. Most people are, are tracking, probably missed it. Are tracking those pics. Uh, so I appreciate. They probably missed it. Appreciate all that. <laughs> uh, yeah. Cade Martin, living large and in charge. Um, pretty handsome kid like his dad. Making making his presence known in the world, and yeah. uh, in the meantime, we've been watching uh, Stranger Things along okay. with everybody else. You so. and Jody, yeah, it's it's amazing. What's well, uh, sell me on it? I, know, I'm now. I just got halfway to it. Uh, it was one of those things where I'm like, man, everyone's watched this, and like, I'm like, uh, I don't want to like jump on the bandwagon here, mm-hmm. but I'm like, well. It, Literally everyone says it's good, so I watched it, and then I was like, "Well, the only people who didn't say it was good were like those super pretentious people who yeah. are like, oh, it's not that good.' And like those yeah. people, I'm like, dude, shut up, you're stupid.' Yeah. So uh, I ignore everything those people say anyway, just what's, as a general rule. What's so good about it? You know, um, if you talk to anybody else, they'll say it's all the '80s throwback, the nostalgia from the music to the themes to just the way you know it's put together, like Goonies esque uh, yeah. style. But to me, what's so good about it? It's just the kids, man. The kid actors are just so good. They're so yeah. endearing. Uh, they just draw you in in an amazing way. Like, you know, someone was saying, like, the kids from The Sandlot or the kids from Freaks and Geeks, just like those yeah. epic movies and shows out there where, like, the characters are just so great and uh, you just like them so much. And that's what it comes down to, just great characters. Great characters. Yeah, what about uh, you? What are you watching? Oh, man, I've been uh, so halfway through Stranger Things, and like you, I didn't really want to get into it, didn't really want to like it, but it's it's pretty dang good. But, mm-hmm. dude, the show that we were talking on the way over, you know I have a very high bar in, in the shows that I watch mm-hmm. and the shows mm-hmm. I curate. This has immediately jumped to the top tier of all shows that I've ever seen. A Leapfrog Better Call Saul. Leapfrog Better Call okay, Saul Okay, wow. Me. 
It's up there. I th- I think it Leapfrog Fargo season two, okay, which you know se- I love. I haven't seen it, but I'll take uh, your word for it. It's up there. It, it it's grasping at the wire. It's grasping at Breaking Bad wow. season five six. Wow. Uh, and this show that I'm talking about is called The Night of. It's a mini series on HBO, eight parts. Uh, it's way longer than that, though. They're they're all an hour and a half or an hour long. Worth it, uh, man. It's just a gruesome, just dark look. At, <laughs> uh, also, I should preface this: it's not for everybody, but uh, just a really, really dark look at a at a murder trial and every part that goes into it, from from the detectives to the lawyers to uh, prison. So. Yeah, it Dan, is a, an Dan, amazing show. Dan is a gruesome and dark person. He wears all black and hangs out in Portland by himself, generally doing mysterious things. So not true. Uh, not surprising that this is not true. This is a show that he's into. Not true, but the show's great. <laughs> uh, what man. are we talking about, Dan? So you're not watching Bachelor in Paradise? No, man. I, I am, I and it's amazing. Uh, so yeah. we, our whole, you know, we we built our podcast fame on the Bachelorette. Uh, I think our, I needed our thousands a, of followers. Yeah. Are, are with us due to The Bachelorette. We have about a dozen who follow for the basketball content, but yeah. thousands who follow The Bachelorette content. And, and Dan, Bachelorette was good. Bachelor is starting soon, and I, I believe we're going to pot it. I that- will, we'll, we will go 110% from Bachelor. I, I think I just needed a little, a little break. A little breather. I thought so, too. I was like, dude, I, need, I totally need a breather. Mm-hmm. But, Dan, like I watched a couple, like just because the DVR caught them, it was amazing. Okay. Like Bachelor in Paradise. I, I that's the only literally that's the only word to describe it. It's it's amazing. Uh. It's so funny. It's so funny. <laughs> like uh, I can't even describe it to you. It's just a complete circus on every level. Mm. Um these people gen genuinely think they're going to find love, but it's such a train wreck there is no way. Oh my god. Everyone's a disaster. That's my dream. Dude, Evan is like flying high and like making things happen. If that gives you like any Does he have a bay, dude? Dude, he's got a bay. He's got wow. it locked down. Wow. Uh w- crazier than that, like the dude, you want to know the, know who the dude is yeah. in the whole show? Like in my my perspective Dude, Daniel from Canada. He's so funny. He's this amazing character. He's so funny. You have to watch him. Just like he's in The Bachelorette, he was just kind of like this weird Chad sidekick, but he's actually like this hilarious dude. Does not have a bay. He's completely solo and completely lone wolf in it, and he's so funny. I respect it. (laughs) Hashtag justice for Daniel. Justice for Daniel. Uh, But rest assured, we will be back. We'll Um, be back. We'll probably do even a Bachelor season precap. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Anyways, guys, that's what what we've been watching. Um, Part of what we're going to talk about uh, NBA-wise today has to do with the Olympics, uh, we know it was a couple weeks ago, but uh, I think there were some great talking points for USA Basketball, yeah. the state of USA Basketball. What do you want to start with, Drew? You know, just ju- like let's just jump into our current Olympic team performance, yeah. Dan. It was, uh, uh, they won the gold. They were expected to win the gold. Yeah. Um, but I think the women's U.S. team did a little bit better than the men's U.S. team in that they're expected to win gold and destroy everybody, which they did. They did. Uh, but the men, they just struggled. Even mm-hmm. though they won gold, they went undefeated. There were some games that they just did not look good. Yeah. Um, in they, fact, some team, some guys just played flat out badly. They were like weirdly coached. They were. They yeah. had a weird offense. It was uh, a really weird collection of players. A weird collection of players is right. I mean, there were some games 
games where Clay Thompson had to like step up for like thirty plus points, and some games when he went over, and yeah. some games where dudes had to like step up, you know, like yeah. that, or and they went over. Carmelo had a couple, had to bail him out a couple times. Uh, I mean, they just they just really struggled as a team mm-hmm. offensively. And I don't know if that's a Coach K thing. Yeah, um, I was gonna ask, what's the because uh, obviously. I mean, all this, they won the gold, so it's like, whatever. But uh, what what was it about this team that, that from other years, like, why did they struggle? Is it the collection of talent? Was it coaching? Was it partially? And I think this probably has a small part to do with it. I think other international teams are slowly getting better. Like, the ball movement on Australia's team was actually like, oh, this is actually, like, really good. Yeah. Like, it's, they're not just lucky. Serbia was strangely a good squad. Uh, France was pretty bad. I thought they would be better. But <laughs> Well, France had some key injuries that, that yeah. made them worse than they should have been. They should have been better. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, this team uh, was just very, very streaky um, across, you know, across the board. It was... You know, Durant had these moments where he, he where he struggled. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Clay Thompson had you know right off out of the gate had a lot of games where he struggled, and he kind of turned it around. Uh, you know, later on as it went on, but those are two guys. I mean, Durant especially. It's like you've got to get scoring. You know, yeah. out of him. Um, Harrison Barnes was a non-factor. Mm-hmm. He just absolutely was terrible. Jimmy Butler, <laughs> kind of a non-factor. Yeah, you know, really strange man. Uh, Draymond Green was a non-factor. I keep naming all these Warriors and ex-Warriors. They were just non-factor. Kyrie played great. Uh, DeAndre was what DeAndre is. Which was great. Like, I think, we'll get to this in a second, but yeah. I, I think DeAndre was actually a really good addition. To yeah. Uh, uh, DeAndre was, you know, what what you needed him to yeah. be. Unlike DeMarcus, who, you know, struggled getting yeah. the ball in the hoop. I was bummed for my dude, uh, Boogie. But consistently, this was a Kyrie... Um, uh, Carmelo and then Paul George kind of kind of yeah. show where because you know obviously Durant had some games where he he was Durant yeah. but so but um they just yeah just too much just a weird roster collection I guess and then uh but and the gold medal game they destroyed Serbia yeah so what we're what we're talking about is really two games where they really struggled they beat Australia by the skin of the skin of their teeth and they beat Serbia by the skin of their teeth well the the gold medal game the biggest differences for me were Durant just completely accepted the fact that he was going to take over the game yeah and also their ball movement was way better and, and when I look at so their two point guards were Kyrie and Kyle Lowry who are great players not great distributors right uh so I wonder if that had something to do with it um, getting the ball movement moving was really tough for this team. I felt like, yeah, that's a really great point. Who were the great passers on this team? You know, not really great. Pa- yeah, Draymond, baby. Where, where at the international <laughs> level, you know, Australia passed the ball really well, and Serbia passed the ball really well. And mm-hmm. the game where Serbia almost beat them, so not the gold medal game, but the first time they played them, Serbia came down to one open look at a three that would have, you know made the game overtime, but it was mm-hmm. a great look just in and out. Um, that's how close that game really, really came to. But um, if it wasn't for Carmelo getting shots up at the end, he got buckets at the end. If it yeah. wasn't for Carmelo stepping up, they would have lost that game. Yeah. Uh, all right. Enough about these Olympics, though. We won the gold. I I don't know. It was. <laughs> it's funny, like, we're spoiled as USA basketball fans because the fact that we won the gold, like – it's still almost a loss to us because we didn't just pummel every team we played. Yeah. So 
Team USA, we know you're listening to this pod. Congratulations. Uh, Boogie, I wish you a, a safe rest of your summer. Uh, I hope it's great. You're the only <laughs> one I care about on Team USA. Uh, all right, so Drew, we well actually we'll we'll stick here for now. Carmelo Anthony made some really interesting comments uh, that actually really bugged me, and I feel very strongly about what he said. <laughs> and what he said was, winning gold medals are more important to him than winning NBA championships. Wow. What's your stance on this? Do you agree, disagree? <laughs> you know, it's funny. Carmelo is a winner in almost every level except for the NBA championship, right? I mean, he was yeah, a big-time high school player. General. He was a big-time college player. He's won at the world level with Team USA. Yeah. Um, he's actually a very decorated Team USA basketball player. I don't think he's been in the conference finals in the NBA, has he? Yeah, I you know I don't I don't think so. Anyway, you know he's he's sorry, been no. I'm just saying he's he hasn't. Uh, he, when I think of Carmelo, I don't think of him as a winner. But he's won at every level but in the NBA, which yeah. is crazy. Yeah. Um, so I don't know why that is, but it's hard to call Carmelo a, a winner because he doesn't get his NBA teams even like you said. Yeah, into serious contention in the, in the Eastern Conference. Mm-hmm. I also think he's, I don't know a ton about PER, but I saw a stat the other day. The highest PER he's ever had was like 22, which is like not, it's not bad, but like, like I don't know. You look at all the other guys right. and it's at least like five points lower. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man. Anyway, so he says that gold medal is more important to him than NBA championship. And I completely disagree because... The NBA is like the highest level. It's like the top like 0.1% players in the world, all playing in the same league, all competing for the same thing. Yeah. Carmelo hasn't even really sniffed that NBA championship. But when he's put in a position where all he has all he can do is just score and he has great people on his team playing defense, great people on his team setting him up uh, against teams that are not nearly as good as his team, then, of yeah. course, he's a champion. So I feel like he's he's trying to make himself feel better by saying Yeah, that. absolutely. So a guy who says that is a guy who has never been in contention for yeah. an, an NBA championship. That'd be, like, that'd be like Messi playing for, like, the <laughs> Portland Timbers and, like, just destroying everybody and saying that whatever, that, that the MLS is more important to him than FIFA or whatever. <laughs> It's exactly the same thing. Yeah, it's just, it's crazy. So, um, I mean, so what do the Knicks do this year if they can stay healthy? Uh, I'm actually pretty excited to watch this Knicks squad. If they stay healthy... Uh, <laughs> and if Derek Rose stays out of jail. Oh, gosh. Which, let's yeah. be honest, he should probably go to jail. Yeah, probably. Not 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 supporting D-Rose anymore. No. Uh, yeah, you got D-Rose, Courtney Lee, Carmelo Anthony... Joakim Noah and oh Porzingis yeah yeah it's I mean health is like the biggest question mark yeah if they're all healthy I like that's a serious team right yeah it's, it's the best team Carmelo's ever been on yeah yeah it's gotta be you're right so that is the best team huh yeah I mean I'm trying to think of his Denver squads who he had he had what Chance maybe yeah Chauncey Allen Iverson <laughs> uh yeah I think Carmelo's best teammate though was Amari yeah, but anyways, uh, <coughs> not to keep talking about Carmelo. Uh, so back in the spirit of Team USA, you and I had a little discussion the other day, and uh, I think it pains me to say this, but you definitely won because the more I thought about it, the more I realized it was stupid. 
And your the argument that Drew and I had was, uh, so Team USA, or I mean, uh, the Dream Team, nineteen ninety four, right? Two, 1992. Oh, nineteen ninety two, versus the Redeem Team, two thousand six. Uh, yeah, two thousand eight. Two thousand eight. Yeah. So ninety two versus two thousand eight, and in ninety two, that was like literally like that team was an idol to me. Mm-hmm. Like I worshipped the ninety two dream team. Like yeah. McDonald's had these collectors cups that like each one was an individual player and I had to have every single cup. You know, I had the t shirt, I had the hat, I had the sweatshirt, I had yeah. the posters. I was literally obsessed with the dream team. Because before ninety two, they didn't send pros to the Olympics. <laughs> it was an amateur competition. So mm-hmm. this was like the first United States like professional uh, Olympic team, and they said, and it was like, just I can imagine like all the best players, yeah. like literally the best players, both old and new. Yes, you had Magic, you had Bird. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, let's just be honest. I mean, it was MJ who's the greatest. It was Pippin yeah. who's like the greatest in his in his role as MJ's number two. Magic, possibly the greatest point guard, you know, point forward of mm-hmm. all time. Um, and then you had these, you know, Barkley, you know, just in his the round mound of rebound, just in his prime, Clyde Drexler, Ewing. the centers are Ewing and David Robinson, Carl Malone, the power forward, oh, one pfft, of the best of all I time. About John Carl Stockton Malone. is the leading assist player of all time, and then uh, you know, pe- yeah, yeah, dude, don't sleep on Chris Mullen. He might be the greatest technical shooter of all time yeah. when it comes to form. He's just his form is absolutely don't forget perfect. Christian Leitner, bro. Uh, we'll forget Christian Leitner because he's just a joke. Chuck Daly was so awesome. <laughs> Christian Leitner, you're a joke. He was on the team because they wanted to add a college player to the team. Yeah, Christian Leitner got the nod. Sorry, bro. Uh, so the dream team is this epic squad of yeah. The greatest players of all time. Now, so, the younger generation. So mm-hmm. I'm from that generation. The younger generation, Dan's generation. A lot of, a lot of people went on to took to Twitter and said stuff like the Redeem Team is better than the Dream Team. Yeah. If you, you don't to- know, you better ask somebody. Let me now. Now here's why they say that. Right. The Redeem Team rolls out. Let's just talk about well, their starting lo- five. Let me take over here because I feel like this is my this is my generation. Okay. <laughs> This is why, at first, I thought that I had a good argument against Drew. Yeah. Because listen to this starting five. LeBron James, Kobe Bryant, Dwayne Wade, Dwight Howard, Chris Paul. That's a pretty baller starting five. Yeah, in their prime. In, like in, in their all these guys, prime. All these guys were in their prime. Yeah, not this, not, we're not talking this year. We're talking eight years mm-hmm. ago. Freak athletes. So, so when I look at, and we'll get, get to this more in depth in a second. When I look at starting five versus starting five, like Dream Team is probably maybe better, but it's not like a, it's not a runaway competition, you know? If it's just starting five versus starting five, it's yeah. pretty close. Yeah. But here's where the wheels fall off when I start naming everyone else on the redeem. Not team. everyone else. I'm gonna be honest. I don't think in 2008 Chris Paul's the best point guard on that team. I think in 2008 Jason Kidd. Kid? Jason Kidd's the best. Point yeah, guard Kidd on that wasn't team. bad. Darren Williams was okay at that time. I won't get started on him. Chris <laughs> Bosh still coming into. It. But then you got Carmelo. Okay, dude, Carmelo's great. Carlos Boozer, Michael Red, uh, Tayshawn Prince. 
think that's it. Dude, in 2008, those are all actually decent players. Yeah, but it's just not the same level. It's not the man. same level. Like when you're when your next five is is dudes like you know Chris Mullen, you know John Stockton, mm-hmm. uh, Larry Bird. Although Larry Bird wasn't really healthy during the Clyde Drexler, you know, it's just magic. Yeah. I mean, these guys are just beasts, you know. So let's say these two teams play each other. Well, really quick, a couple stats. Uh, so the Dream Team, they went undefeated. They won the gold, obviously. Destroyed. Win margin of just over 44 points per game. Which is unbelievable. Redeem Team, undefeated, won the gold. Win margin of just over 32 points a game. So not as good. Interesting. Not as good, but also at this time, international play is getting slightly better. Yeah. Um, but that's a pretty big drop-off. Uh so redeem team. One of the one of the things they had going for them was um, their athleticism, their youth. Kobe was the second oldest player on the team, and he was twenty nine. And uh, twenty nine was the average age of the dream team. Hmm. So lots of youth on the redeem team, but dream team. I thought this this stat doesn't really have to do with anything. I just thought this was amazing. During all eight Olympic games that they played, and you know how many timeouts were called by Chuck Daly. How does zero sound? <laughs> zero timeouts. That's great. Never That's had great. to worry. Yeah. Um, they held their opponents to under under 360 field goal percentage. Wow. Uh, Barkley's field goal percentage for the whole Olympics was over 700. Crazy. Dude, Barkley was unstoppable. Yeah. Uh, so how do we even compare the two? Do we do starting five or what do you think? Um, man, it's, it's, it's starting five and starting five. It's, it's close, but I still think the dream team kind of, kind of has the edge. You know, I, 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 it pains me to do it, but obviously you got to take Larry Bird out of the starting five of the dream team just because his back didn't, did he start? Uh, no, no. Yeah. Yeah, He he was injured, but uh, I actually appeared in two games. Um, but still you're the starting five. Dude, you're still, you're still rolling out. Um, basically, uh, MJ, Pippin, um, Magic, mm-hmm. and then Barkley, and then David Robinson. That's pretty beast mode right there. That's pretty good. Yeah. So let's compare. So then. So you got your point guard is going to be CP3. Chris just Paul. He's younger. He's, yeah. I think Chris Paul wins that matchup. If we just go matchup for matchup, Chris Paul against Magic. Mm, it's it's you can't really compare that because Magic's a point forward, right? So the backcourt for the Dream Team is MJ and Pippen. I mean, they all push the ball, right? Okay. <laughs> so that's the thing. You got you got Magic, Pippen, and and, and MJ all pushing the ball up the floor, like mm-hmm. running and gunning. You got Barkley pushing the ball up the floor. I mean, well, uh, well, Redeem Team. You have LeBron, who's essentially a point forward. You have Kobe, who always okay. has the ball in his hands. You have Wade, he's a great ball handler. You're the way the way that Dream Team's pushing, Redeem Team's pushing just as much. Anyways, starting S- five. <laughs> sort of. Sort of, but LeBron's not playing point forward the way Magic p- played point forward, seeing right. the court, looking to distribute. LeBron's playing point forward, looking to come down and dunk on your head. And also pass. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> okay, so we got Chris Paul, Dwayne Wade at starting two. Uh, matchup for matchup, Dwayne Wade loses. Yeah. Uh, Michael's defenses were really good. Dwayne Wade and Pippen's defense, like those two, both of their defenses yeah. just crush. So Kobe, Kobe's starting three. Um, 
I, I'm trying not to have a biased answer, but I feel like I feel like Kobe would do well on both ends of the court. I feel like you'd have to put Kobe on Jordan, wouldn't you? His his length. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Who else would you put on Jordan? Wade? Yeah, good luck. Doesn't matter. Chris Paul might not be bad on Jordan. Oh, shut up. Do you, it doesn't matter. He's a great defender. Yeah, I mean, and here's the thing. You could actually interchange Pippen or Jordan on Kobe. Yeah. It wouldn't matter. Mm-hmm. Here's the really interesting matchup. When we get down to LeBron. At f- the four or the three? Four. Okay. Would it be LeBron Barkley? LeBron Pippen? Uh, probably, man. Dream Team's defense is so interchangeable, but yeah, if you're going to go four to four, it's Barkley, LeBron. Mm-hmm. So that would a, be wild. I distinct, would love... There's a big height advantage, disadvantage there, right? I would love Barclay to watch that. Because Barkley's barely 6'5". Yeah. I would love to watch that, man. Yeah. I would love to see Pippen guarding LeBron. <laughs> Dude, that would be... Dude, how do we make this happen? I don't know. Okay, so here's... So all up until then, I think Dream Team has the edge, but just by a little bit to me. Okay. I think the, I think Redeem Team Redeem Team can hang. Here's where the wheels completely fall off for the Redeem Team is when we get to center. Every center Redeem Team has would just get absolutely demolished by any center the Dream Team has. Yeah. So Dwight Howard versus David Robinson, nah. No chance. No chance. Dwight Howard versus Patrick Ewing, no chance. Nah. Even if they move Barkley down to five, <laughs> no chance. Like every. Yeah. Dwight Howard. And this is Dwight in 2008, right? Yeah, Dwight this now was like a shell of himself. This he, was like he was peak. pretty good back then. I mean, yeah, but pretty soft too. Yeah. Can you imagine him trying to guard Ewing? Yeah, or having he would Ewing get guard just him? crushed. Yeah, that's where the wheels fall off yeah. for me. The front court of uh, Dream Team is way too good, way too strong, way too skilled. Yeah, yeah, too good. I don't know. So I. Like I said, I we had this argument a couple weeks ago, and I was sort of siding on Redeem Team, but I think Dream Well, it's Team. your generation. Here's where, what Dream Team has them on. The worst player <laughs> on the Redeem Team is still better than the worst player on the Dream Team because Christian Leitner is just Trash. garbage. Yeah. yeah. So bad. And the worst player on the Redeem Team is probably Tayshaun Prince. I would say Carlos Boozer. <laughs> I hate Carlos in 2008. Boozer. I hate him. <laughs> so yeah, I mean we'll see. So Drew, my question now is: so the dream team, the greatest team ever assembled, right? We can say that. Yeah, there's Absol- never been a team absolutely. better. Hands down. Out of out of the current NBA um, uh, pool of players, healthy, not prime, just like today, today healthy players. Yes. So you can't say like, oh, Chris Paul in his prime or yeah, oh, right, right, right. this guy in his prime. Can you assemble a team or at least for the sake of not taking up a ton of time, at least like a top six that could take down the dream team top six? To take down the dream team top six? Yeah, beat. Yeah. I don't know if you could take form a top five that could take down the redeem team top five. I could do that today. With, yeah, with the rosters today. Let's do it. Okay. But so, so again, again, you're going up against Kobe and LeBron in their prime. Yep. Okay. Okay. You just <laughs> have one of those players, it. LeBron now. <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> okay. Gotcha. So is one of those players Kobe now? N- yeah. No. <laughs> okay. No, Kobe now. No. So you have LeBron. Yeah. 
Probably starting four. Yeah. Right? And then, dude, honestly, you're going to hate this answer, but I think starting five, you got to do DeAndre. Okay. Just to do DeAndre things. Just like, dude. Pretty much just rebound and block. Rebound and block. Score a bunch. Just have a presence. You got to have Kawhi. You have to. At what? At At the three. At the three, okay. Yeah. Defense, dude. I would have Kevin Durant at the three, but okay. <laughs> where are you yeah. gonna, what are you gonna where are you gonna put KD? Okay, well how about this? <laughs> LeBron five, Kate, Kawhi four, okay. KD three, uh, and then Steph and Russ. That's, wow, two point guards. What do you think about that? Uh, it's interesting. There's not man. Yeah, it's hard, it's hard to argue. It's hard to argue. Um, gosh. Russ is more athletic than anyone on the Redeem team. Yeah. No one on the Redeem team could He's guard He's just Steph. kind of a head case. Yeah, but this is like a... This is a different thing, dude. It, I know. Well, no, no, no. I don't mean... I don't mean... A, I just mean like when the game's on the line, Russ tends to make bad decisions with the ball. Yeah. So he's like not a smart player. Yeah. <laughs> so is he? He's an athletic freak. I'll give you that. Mm-hmm. But what do you think that starting five would do against the dream team? Man, it would be interesting. Like yeah. I'm not saying. I just think it'd be interesting. I'm not saying they would. Yeah, win. no, no. I'll say this: the dream team. They just played both ends of the floor so well. Their defense yeah. was just so unbelievable. The rim protection in the front court. Just the aggressive pressure in the mm-hmm. back court. They're just such defensive freaks. I mean, you saw what they did to Kukoc against oh, Croatia in the in the in the Olympics. Yeah, wouldn't even let him get the ball. Took it personally and just absolutely wiped the floor with him. Um, you know, they just they prided themselves on their defense and defense would, is an afterthought in 2016. Yeah, dude, it would be interesting to see what Steph would do against such a physical defensive yeah. team. Like yeah, that's another great point because that's what slows Steph down. It'd be interesting that's to why see I, what Russ does against a physical team. You know, because yeah. he just he's such a high flyer, gets a full head of steam, leaves his feet. Yeah. And, like, get out of the way, you know, but the rules allow him to yeah. do that. Going against Barkley, that would be crazy. MJ plays like Russ, but in a physical era. Mm-hmm. You know, Russ plays, you know, a little bit like MJ in an era where you're not allowed to hand check anybody. <coughs> Dude, the reason I pick Kawhi is because I feel like defensively he can hang with anybody on the yeah. court, dude. Like, he wouldn't, I don't know, I'm not saying he would, like, stop MJ, but yeah. he's so handsy and so everywhere all the time, and his limbs are so long. It would be, I don't know, like it, like Michael Jordan never had to play against the greatest defender in his generation because the greatest defender in his generation was Scottie Pippen, right. and he always played with him. So it'd be like almost playing against Scottie Pippen in a way. Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know if it could be done. Yeah, it's hard to compare eras, but it's kind of fun to talk about, mm-hmm. and you know we'll never be able to see it. But man, dude, the just the front courts of that older generation, man. It's insane. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they don't make centers yeah. like that anymore. Mm-hmm. Elijah Wan. Yeah. Malone. Yeah, Carl Malone we didn't even talk about. But. Yeah, yeah. I mean, considered the greatest power forward of all time if you take, uh, the, you know, Duncan as a center. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Oh, man. And then we're not even talking about John Stockton, who's the leading assist NBA player of all time. All time. And it's actually not even close. Yeah. 
Well, like, number two is like so far behind is Jason Kidd. Rondo's closing the gap, dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. Well, Drew, I don't know. Uh, I don't know what else to talk about, man. Dude, we're talking been... hoops, and uh, next time we're back, it's gonna be we're gonna talk about some Hollywood stuff, man. Yeah, let's get yeah. into it. Let's get into some Hollywood. stuff. I would stuff. love to. Pop culture is right in my alley. <laughs> I love it. Uh, if you haven't watched Stranger Things, give yeah. it a, give it a whirl. Give it a whirl. You've probably already seen it. I feel like I'm the last person to watch it. <laughs> uh, if you can stomach it, check out the night of. <laughs> it's absolutely insane. And so dark, and there's a lot of cool tattoos that happen in it. I'll, I'll say that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, everyone so, sounds like a strange show. You sound strange, dude. <laughs> uh, everyone, thanks for listening. Yeah, it's been a short pod. I uh, hope you enjoyed it. It's good to be back. Good to be back. We'll be back soon. All black carbon on my wrist, yeah. It's gonna take you a couple years to get this here. Think AP. Well, they thank me, and I be mad too if you ain't me. Call me Mr. Dean or Mr. Boss. See me riding clean in a row.